This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, Matt Straub welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Friday, September 11th. We're here to talk NBA playoffs. As always, looking at recent trends, I am joined by Dr. A, Steve Alexander. Steve, before we get to a few players that you brought up that you wanted to talk about, I think we have to talk about your fridge. Yeah, we had a death in the family. Um, the I don't know if people know this or not, but Matt uh, Straub constantly has to not only remind me what day it is, but also remind me to unplug my fridge in my office because of the humming, rattling noise it makes. And about half the time that I unplug it, I forget to plug it back in. So the other day we recorded it, I unplugged it, realized it like 12 hours later that it was unplugged. Uh, mini flash flood in my office. The thing needed to be... Def- def- is it defrosted anyway? So I uh, started trying to get the ice out of the freezer and did something really stupid and used a screwdriver for, to do that and poked a hole in the freezer part of the little mini fridge deal. And it, it, it was a nice medium-sized mini fridge, pretty new. And once you poke a hole in that freezer part of your mini fridge... All the Freon gets out. It's basically shot. There are ways you can you can rebuild it, but for you've got to be pretty crafty to do something like that. So, long story short, the fridge is dead. But on Wednesday, I went out and bought a bigger and better fridge, stuffed it full of beverages, and then the Braves scored twenty nine runs while I was sitting there watching it. So it was. A, it turned out. To have a happy ending. So I feel like one takeaway from this story is that anytime you are using a screwdriver and there are no screws involved, it's probably <laughs> going to end badly. You know, <laughs> like a sc- screwdriver turned chisel or whatever you want to call it probably isn't going to have a great ending. Second of all, I feel like we had about 25 near misses with that fridge because I was, I would always tell you to turn it off, but then you would forget to plug it back in and i would occasionally remember i would text you like right after the show hey plug your fridge back in but lots of times you would come back several hours later and be like just remember to plug the fridge in water everywhere (laughs) it reminds it's reminiscent of the time you spilled a beverage while we were recording a podcast all over your computer yes and that was one of my favorite podcasting actually that is my favorite podcasting moment ever calamities right and left but glad you have a new fridge i saw a photo of it it's it's pretty majestic um so congratulations braves are averaging 29.0 runs per game with the new fridge so all in all a great omen and excellent news uh that that you're back in the fridge game steve you before we we were chatting you know about uh this podcast you messaged me with a few names you wanted to talk about 
And uh, I'm just going to let you set this up. But I, I do think that the three guys you referenced, whether intentional or not, and I think possibly it was intentional, I would say all fall under the category of pretty streaky performers who have had some big games in the playoffs, but also some frustrating ones. So that's my little preamble. Why don't you get us started? Is there one that you would like to start with? At the top of my page is one Jamal Murray. Perfect. He was the first one I mentioned, I think, because we have talked about Jamal Murray a lot on this podcast. We talked about him when he first got hot in the playoffs. We were like, can he sustain this? And I think the overall sentiment was no, he cannot keep doing this. And then he kept doing it. And he was just going off in that first round of the playoffs, and first and second. And, you know, he had all those two 50-point games and a 40-point game. And then we were sort of like, you know what? Um, maybe he's a lot better than we thought he was. And, yes, I'm starting to change my mind about Jamal Murray, and now he's a stud. And then... Then he ran into the Clippers' buzzsaw defense, which I have to relate everything back to Luka Doncic, of course. And what the Clippers are doing to the Denver backcourt makes, to me, what Luka did to the Clippers even more incredible. Yeah, Dallas didn't win, but for Luka to roll through that defense like he did is pretty incredible. Uh, Jamal Murray has had... Three of his four games against the Clippers, he scored, what, 14 points or less? 18 points or less? Uh, has not been shooting it well. Hasn't shot at 50% in any of the four games. And just looks like an average point guard again. But I think a lot of it has to do with the fact the Clippers are so good. Yeah, I think it's a combo of the Clippers' defense and just this guy is streaky, I think. The first six games of the playoffs... He averaged 34 points even, 6.2 rebounds, 6.7 assists, 5.2 threes. He was shooting 58.5% from the field, 57.4 on threes. The last five games, it goes down to 17.6 points, 37.1% from the field, 31.3% on threes. So some combination of Murray cooling off on his own and the Clippers de-locking him down. But again, I think the takeaway here ultimately for me is he was never quite as good as he looked, obviously, during that outrageous stretch. And he's not as erratic as he looks right now. The real player somewhere in between, I think he's still potentially a guy who can break through an average, you know, in the low 20s per game sometime in the very near future, possibly even next season, up from 18 point something per game this year. So I still have high hopes for him, still a young ascending player, but yeah, I mean, we, we definitely caught a bit of an anomaly there with him just absolutely destroying the Jazz. Yeah, I, I feel like we did. I, I like Murray, though. I mean, I think we've said this before, a wildly entertaining player to watch, especially for a guy who mostly plays below the rim. Just ridiculously skilled. You know, his layup game is on point. Uh, step back threes, pull up threes. He's got everything you would want, and he really is a lot of fun to watch. So, you know, hopefully he has a few more fireworks left in him before the Nuggets are knocked out. And also, while we're, while we're on the subject of the Clippers, man, Pat Beverly, he's got to be that, he's that guy that if he plays for your team, you love him. And if he doesn't play for your team, you absolutely cannot stand him. Like, and absolutely. I, I was watching him last night, and he's just, he's always just so amped and so fired up and so in somebody's face at all times. And I, I tweeted, I was like, man, I wish I could get as excited about anything 
in my life is Patrick <laughs> Beverly gets excited when he's playing defense against Jamal Murray because he goes all in, man. I think we got close with the fridge earlier. I mean, you sound you were glowing talking about that fridge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but Pat Beverly may be the ultimate example of that. The guy who is absolutely brutal if he's not on your team. And if he is on your team, you're like, wow, Beverly's great. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes. And then there's another guy. I don't know if this guy qualifies. I don't know if I wanted to talk about him because he's streaky or because he seems to be a much better player in reality than he is in fantasy. But I'm talking about OG Ananobi of the Toronto Raptors. And actually, the streaky thing works just fine. Because Wednesday night, he had 13 points, 13 boards, hit a couple threes. One of them, which was huge, just like he hit that big game winner prior to that for the Raptors. And then in Monday's game... Uh, the game before that, game five, he had seven points and seven boards. So he's kind of streaky. He's kind of all over the place. He's usually not a great DFS play. I don't, I don't think – I feel like whatever he costs you in DFS is exactly what he produces. Like he's never going to really go above what his projected value is. Though he will occasionally absolutely go off. He did have some huge games. And I just want to highlight, because I did, as I started to uh, force the narrative of, of streaky players mm-hmm. onto this episode, I did a little digging on Ananobi. So his first 29 games of this season, if you'll recall, which, by the way, started almost a year ago. It's just so crazy when you just, sorry, I'm just having a moment where I'm thinking about the fact that it's September. And it's it's almost been a It's almost been a year that Ananobi, since Ananobi came out of the gates. Uh, his first 29 games of the season, okay, he was a pretty nice fantasy value, 11.5 points, 6 boards, 1.2 steals, 0.8 blocks, 1.43s. There were peaks and valleys within that, but overall, he was a real nice player for that stretch. Then comes a 21-game stretch after that where he averaged just 8 points per game, no defensive stats really to speak of, 0.9 steals, 0.4 blocks. So Ananobi was super frustrating there. Then picks it back up before the shutdown, a 13-game stretch where he averaged 13.2 points, 5.5 boards, 2.7 steals, 0.7 blocks, 1.53s. Ananobi was back. Then the six seeding games after the season resumed, 9.7 points, 1.3 steals, 0.5 blocks, 1.23s, just kind of average. And in the playoffs, meanwhile, playoff Ananobi, which you referenced before, 10 games, He's averaged 11.1 points, 6.9 boards, 1.1 steals, 1.3 blocks, 1.73s. That's a fantastic stat line for a guy who doesn't score a lot. So he's streaky. He's inconsistent. You were saying he's better in the playoffs than regular season. Bottom line for me, and an optimistic way of looking at this, Steve, he's still only 23 years old. And his points have gone up every year from 5.9 to 7.0 to 10.6. His boards have gone up every year from 2.5 to 2.9 to 5.3. His steals doubled this season from 0.7 to 1.4. His blocks more than doubled from 0.3 to 0.7. His minutes went up from 20 to 30 this year. His three-point percentage all the way up to 39.0. I think for all the frustration, OG Ananobi is quietly ascending, and one of these years, he's going to have a really good fantasy season. Well, and he clicks a lot of your tickets, too, like the, the Matt Straub gauge for figuring out <laughs> what is going to happen is, is to what they did 
you know, it, did they keep improving every year? And I, I think it's a good point. It's a good, it's not only the Matt Straub tool, it is a lot of people's tool and it's a good one, but you're right, man. I mean, if the numbers keep heading in the direction they're heading in, he's got a chance to be a pretty strong fantasy player at some point down the line. I just don't feel like he's there quite yet. But by the way, Matt, that while, while you and I were watching seven home runs and 29 runs in a mean, almost meaningless blowout regular season baseball game, there was a double overtime yes. war yes. heavyweight fight going on uh, in a game six between the Raptors and Celtics. What a game, man. Yeah, fantastic game. A, a definite double screen situation there. That was a wild one. And this series has been fantastic. You know, we're going to have a game seven today, that being Friday, and uh, could be a spectacular one. It's been a great series. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it because Kyle Lowry, playoff Kyle Lowry is amazing. Playoff Marcus Smart, uh, Matt, can be amazing. And he just happens to be the other guy on our streaky list. Because I think one of the things I said to you was, why can't Marcus Smart be this good all the time? Because on Wednesday night, he had one of those games, 23 points, 11 boards, 10 assists, six three-pointers. Like, that's crazy. And then you think back to game one and two in the series, he also had five and six three-pointers. But then in the middle of the series, he just kind of he just kind of went away. Now... He's always there defensively. He, he's an awesome defensive presence. He was on the all-defensive team, all that. But I, I just don't understand why we can't get offense out of him all the time. Like, if he played like he does half the time, all the time, he'd be a fantasy <laughs> stud. Is that the old 50% of the time it works every time? That's <laughs> exactly. What, sex Panther. <laughs> uh, so, Steve, just... I did some more research on Smart, and it's just another wildly streaky guy as a shooter. And I think a decent amount of it you can just trace to his three-point shooting because it correlates. First four games of playoff, he averaged just 8.5 points per game, 33.3% from the field. Now, seeing Marcus Smart's field goal percentage in the 30s is is not a rarity, but he was shooting just 13.3% on three-pointers. That's 1-3.3, his first four games of the playoffs. The last six games of the playoffs where he's heated up 15.7 points per game, 6.7 boards, 5.0 assists, 0.8 steals, 0.7 blocks, 3.7 threes, 42.0 from the field, 43.1 on threes. So started shooting better and the whole stat line gets lifted up. And I rewind, Steve, the last 11 games before the shutdown, just to illustrate the streakiness. Before the season shutdown, an 11 game stretch of 18.7 points per game, 4.9 boards, 5.2 assists, 1.8 steals, 3.2 threes, and then the seven seeding games right before the playoffs, 8.9 points, 32.0% from the field. So that's kind of jumping back and forth. But again, these are these are isolated streaks where Smart looks ridiculously good and then pretty bad from a fantasy perspective, kind of alternating back and forth. Five games here, six games there, seven games there. So it's just, it's a roller coaster. And I, unlike Ananobi, who's still ascending and this may, you know, kind of click into place, I, I think this is probably who... Marcus Smart is at this point in his career, 26 years old. I, I'm not convinced that that roller coaster thing is going to change with him. Yeah, and I, I feel like he is who he is, like you said. Like, he is who he, who he thought he was. Uh, 
And speaking of people who we thought they were, what's up with Kemba Walker, man? Two of 11 last night, nothing in DFS in one of the biggest games of possibly the biggest game of his entire career. Would you roll with him in DFS on Friday night? I think I would. You already missed the bad game. So game seven, everything on the line. I wouldn't hesitate to do it. He's been pretty good overall in the playoffs. Not a lot of duds for him. So, I mean, I look at that as more of the exception. And you could get a very fired up Kemba Walker coming out. So I, I wouldn't hesitate to at all. Uh, one one of my boys that I play DFS with every day yesterday was like, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> but I, I don't think I've been – I haven't been using Kemba very much. I also haven't won. I haven't beat these guys in forever. So um, <laughs> part of that is it's September. Football season starts. We're playing these DFS lamps every single day for a long time. They were due at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And I think I'm ready – for some football. I'm ready for a new real fantasy basketball season. The daily grind of the of the DFS right now. Whew, maybe I just you know I probably just need one day off, Matt. That would probably do it. I think you should do that. And and it I mean, again, this you're starting to sound like a guy who hasn't won in a while. <laughs> well, yeah. It's funny how these these epiphanies happen when you're on a losing streak, right? You're like, man, you know what? I'm just sick of it. Of course you are, you're losing. <laughs> Well, and these things are <laughs> cyclical too. Like, like I'm in a I'm in a down cycle right now. But you know, we got five dollar Friday coming up tonight. Oh baby, and that's oh, the baby. big one for me and my boys. And and all it takes is one five dollar Friday hit, and everything is good again. So, yep, yep. I feel I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm going to turn around on Friday, man. I'm going to do it. I want Ananobi in your lineup. I want Marcus <laughs> Smart in your lineup. I want Kemba in your lineup, and I want. Jamal Murray in your lineup, Steve. Do mm. it all. Mm. I, You're I, not I, do may, it. <laughs> I may do that. Just that. That that response makes me think there's no chance that's happening. But I'll, I would love it if it did, just as an experiment. It could. Quick note before we get out of here: the all-new Roto World Premium Subscription Package has the tools and resources to help you dominate your fantasy leagues across all sports, from draft to playoffs. Plus, get free access to our brand new sports betting tools from now to September 28th. As a listener of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast, get $10 off any annual subscription to Roto World Premium. To find your edge, visit rotoworld.com slash edge using the promo code BKPOD10 at checkout. Steve, before we hit the road, any closing thoughts from you? I think the Celtics are going to get it done tonight and okay. close this okay. thing out. Okay. I've got the Raptors and we'll make it interesting. Do we need to put a jersey on the line? Maybe a new fridge. Wow. Do we need to put a fridge on the line? Maybe like some socks. Maybe some socks. Maybe an ice tray. Oh, okay. An ice tray for ice tray. Oh, hey. Trey Young. Okay. Hey. All right. All right. And on that note. And it all comes full circle. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We will be back on Tuesday to look at the weekend that was in the NBA playoffs. Thanks to all of you for listening. Steve, thanks for taking the time. We will talk to you soon. Till Tuesday. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal 
and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.